Okay. Hello, everyone. It's um, another Thursday night, and it's Giselle Ngum and Sidoni from Christian Women in the UK here. Um, and we have a special speaker with us today. Um, we've got Richard McChesney from Premier Christian Radio. Um, he has come to speak to us about the new Immerse Bible that's come out. Um, we're so very excited that he's decided to grace us with his presence. Thank you so much, Richard. Happy to be here. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I heard about this on Premier Christian Radio, which is sort of the soundtrack of my life. Um, it's it's on every time I'm, you know, doing something. And this came up and I went, oh, turn up the radio. Um, and I then went online and researched a bit more about it. And I was really, really intrigued because it's the Bible. It's scripture, but it's just set out differently. And I, that grabbed my attention because I've done the, you know, the Bible reading plan, one year Bible reading plan, cover to cover a couple of times. Um, and I started doing it again and I sort of fell off the bandwagon. So for me, for somebody who's sort of fallen on the, off the bandwagon of the Bible reading after two months, this is a great like experience to be able to read the Bible again, but in a different way. Um, so let's just have a little chat with Richard about this but before we do that Richard um let's know a little bit more about you where where are you um based what do you do <laughs> who are you okay uh well this can take the rest of the evening now um <laughs> so I'm based in Giselle's uh, part of the world as was well, so I'm just outside Belfast okay um, you possibly heard a famous song uh, I wish I was in Carrick Fergus. Um, and I'm about halfway between Belfast and Carrick Fergus, if you don't want to right. Google that. A little place called, little place called White Abbey. Mm -hmm. So um, my background for my working career was actually in the Christian publishing and uh, distribution world. Okay. So uh, for many years, I travelled most of Ireland and most of Scotland, representing a number of, of publishers. Mm -hmm. um, was an organization called STL, which was part of the Operation Mobilization okay. um, organization. We were their literature arm, so uh, I had a job representing. So before we came on air, we were talking about the various Bibles and Bible publishers. Yes, we were. <laughs> I would have represented quite a lot of those publishers. Oh, wow, okay. Into the UK. So that involved a little bit of retail work, a little bit of logistics work, a little bit of mm -hmm. representation, a little bit of business development. Um, mm -hmm. wow. So having sort of semi-retired, but a couple of years ago, a mutual friend contacted me who had been working for Premier on a freelance basis. Uh, and that's, I, I still work on a freelance basis with Premier, but Immerse had come onto the scene uh, in the States and we saw the potential just to bring Immerse into the UK and Premier was a very natural uh, route, to use the phrase. It was a very natural route to market. It sits very comfortably within the Premier sort of portfolio of ministries. So there's a team of about two or three of us. We all work part-time and freelance uh, and my role is as the Immerse Churches Coordinator. So if you're a church anywhere in the UK and you want to find out about Immerse, 
nine times out of ten, your query will end up with me, and I'll end up doing a podcast or something about right. it. So, right. Wow. My background is in Christian publishing and retail, so mm-hmm. Bible, Bible publishing, Bible distribution is an area that I'm quite familiar with. Okay. Um, so uh, and... that's from a business point of view. I'm, I'm in the local church here in White Abbey as well, so that keeps oh, me okay. busy. Um, so from that's a faith me. point of view, have you always been a Christian? Um, did you grow up a Christian or did you come? when did you come to faith? Yeah. Yeah, that was, I mean, I'm, well, I was going to say one of the, the boring stories, but you mean my family on my mother's side of the family, strong Christian, strong Christian family. So it was one of those growing up experiences where you you knew nothing else. Um, right. But probably then, whilst I was in my teens in the, the boys' brigade locally, was probably where, you know, that realization comes that you have to accept <laughs> yes. what you've been brought up in. Um, so yeah, that's probably in my probably early teens, 13, 14, 15. Okay. At a right. boy's campus. So uh, I won't tell you what age I am now. So, <laughs> so you can't do the maths. You're only a youngster. You're... Um, as young as you feel. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so that's that, that's my background, yeah. Okay, well, that's 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 wonderful. So you know, you've you've been in the faith a long time. So I suppose you've you've sort of explored the different versions of the Bible that are, are out there as part of yeah. your working life and also your your faith life. Yeah. Um, tell us what made you decide to work on Immerse. Well, having been in the the, the publishing world for some years, I took a break. Uh, probably an enforced bit because of uh, the condition of one of the businesses we were working in. Uh, it mm-hmm. So I took a break of about five years completely out of the Christian publishing and retail world. Okay. Um, but then when you've worked so long in a in an industry or, or in a sector, it's very hard to get out of your blood. So uh, I, I took an opportunity to represent a small publishing house, mm-hmm. partly, so just a little part-time thing, and that grew. So as well as my work with Premier, I also represent a few other Christian publishers as okay. well. So when the opportunity came to pick up with some previous colleagues, mm-hmm. so I was picking up with previous colleagues, I was picking up in a, an area that I was comfortable and familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was reasonably well connected in the church network locally. Right. And we, we decided that we would trial immerse here in the north of Ireland before rolling it out into the wider sort of UK market. So it just ticked all the boxes. So I've managed to pick up relationships with quite a lot of American publishers that I had lost. So. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit of a homecoming back into the world of Bibles, Bible publishing, Bible distribution. Mm. Uh, it was just a very, and when you look at the product and you look at the concept of what Immerse is trying to achieve, mm-hmm. uh, it just ticks that box as well in terms of getting the word out there. And get, well, as I elaborate on short, it's about getting people engaged, mm. not mm. just reading. Yes, yes. Engaged in scripture, and that's. That, that's what I like about it. Okay. Um, well, just leading on naturally, what is Immerse? Um, 
what is this new craze grabbing the Christian world? <laughs> well, um, I'm going to do a screen share and I'll walk you through some visuals to illustrate it. But I should say at the outset, it's not brand new. Uh, okay. The concept, um, some people who are listening may have come across a thing maybe five, six years ago called the Community Bible Experience. Okay. So if you come across a thing called CBE, the Community Bible Experience, um, mm -hmm. the Immerse Roots are in the Community Bible Experience, right. created by a team uh, within Biblico, which used to be the International mm -hmm. Bible Society. So there's a story as to how it evolved into Immerse, but so it's not brand new. Mm -hmm. the states we've been chipping away for the last 18 months getting it mm -hmm. in the day market and we're delighted to say it seems to be gathering its own momentum now i use the mm -hmm. analogy that for 18 months we've been pushing this elephant up the hill mm -hmm. <laughs> the elephant seems to be walking on its own i was going to say on its own okay. but it's uh so, so it's not brand new. Some people, when I talk about it, they will recognise it, but they recognise Some elements of it, right, okay. So if I can do my screen share, uh, yes, I'll walk you through. Uh, so hopefully everyone's seeing my screen. Yes. Um, so so it, it, it's a partnership. It's a three-way partnership. Um, the Institute for Bible Reading are the folks who created the concept of Immerse. Mm -hmm. They then partnered with Tyndale, who are the publishers of the NLT Bible. Mm -hmm. And then they in turn partnered with us in terms of the distribution of it into the UK. Uh, okay. So I'm going to try and advance my slides here. They can be... Uh, next. Right. So... It's probably two things. It is a concept and it's a product. Uh, mm -hmm. A bit about the concept so that people understand exactly what it is. And the background to that is that the, the guys who created it probably a number of years ago now did a quite a big piece of research. Mm -hmm. And that piece of research, you probably see those two, the red and the blue line. Mm -hmm. Blue line showed that there was lots of copies of the Bible being sold. Mm -hmm. If you take North America alone, there was millions of copies being sold. Mm -hmm. But the same piece of research also showed that engagement was disproportionate to the number of Bibles being right. sold. Most people were struggling. Most people were reading, um, as you can see, they were reading bits of the Bible. Mm -hmm. They were reading not necessarily in context. They mm -hmm. were reading maybe a verse for the day or they were reading a chapter. Um, and they tend to be reading it alone. They described it in the States. It became a little bit of a solo sport. Right. Uh, and that's what Immerse set out to agree or to, to deal with. Mm -hmm. So Immerse was the product that evolved out of the concept. Uh, and I'll, I'll elaborate a wee bit now on, on what that looks like. Mm -hmm. So the concept was to create a Bible that people would want to engage with and mm -hmm. not just dip in and out of the way we would a, a reference book. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's called the Merse brackets, the reading Bible, as distinct mm -hmm. from the studying Bible or the reference Bible. Okay. So most Bibles that most Christians would have, mm -hmm. we would probably class as reference Bibles. Okay. Uh, elaborate on that. So we wanted the Bible people would 
read that looks like a book. Stories would look like stories. Songs would look like songs. And poetry would look and read like poetry. Significant thing is you have no chapters and verses. Mm -hmm. They believe that they're not are relatively recent editions. So back in the 13th and 16th century, you had chapters and verses being added. Part right. of what people want to do either write a commentary mm -hmm. or they wanted to create a concordance. And very often those uh, those breaks in the text were quite artificial. Okay. So um, verses were chopped up into equal numbers of words. Right. Um, chapters sometimes were created equal in length. Um, so you had these quite artificial breaks in the text. Mm -hmm. Um. Some people refer to them as sort of about road bumps along the way. And, mm -hmm. and they were actually slowed uh, the reading process. Mm -hmm. So the product then that evolved out of that is, is Immerse. And although it's the full Bible, it's divided across six different books. So mm -hmm. Messiah is the New Testament. Beginnings is the Pentateuch. Mm -hmm. Kingdoms, uh, obviously, you're, you're encroaching now into the Old Testament books. Prophets. Okay is the prophets not not divided into major and minor prophets okay just divided, all of them together divided into the four key prophetic periods in which they wrote right okay so you read in a sequence so uh messiah for example the new testament starts with luke and acts it doesn't start with matthew mm -hmm. so you read about the birth and the life and death mm -hmm. of christ you read about the birth and the growth of the early church you read about Paul's letters to the church, and mm -hmm. then that leads into John's revelation. So you're reading in a sequence. So people who are picking the Bible up for the first time will understand what they're reading wow. and not be confused by what they see. That's interesting. Yeah. So and it is it uses the New Living Translation, which for the purposes of what immerses. So for someone who's coming to the Bible text, maybe for the first time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's in a style and a language that they can uh, they can cope with. Yes. So if you look at the page, it's up that that could be a typical reference or study Bible. So mm -hmm. you can see the Bible text is actually a very small part of the page. You have background notes, you have mm -hmm. commentary, and you have cross references. Mm -hmm. uh, you have chapter and verses, mm -hmm. uh, and for most people, we would refer to that as a reference book. Uh, immerse you just have a page of text so they're grouped in genres there's no chapter and verse breaks artificial ones the books are in a chronological sequence so it's a book for reading yeah. rather than a reference book to dip into for, for study mm -hmm. reference wow. books are vitally important <laughs> it's not replacing uh, I, I often refer to it as the other side of the coin. Mm. Uh, I, I use two analogies to get the message across the book. So if you think of the current Bible study method as the microscopic view, mm -hmm. where you might want to take a chapter, a verse, or a group of verses and study the telescopic view helps you stand back and mm. look at the big picture, look at mm -hmm. the big narrative. And it encourages people to read substantial portions rather than just um, you know, a part of the text. The other analogy I find quite fascinating, and it's a, it's a good illustration. Uh, this is a, 
Uh, if you live around Birmingham, this would have been the equivalent of Spaghetti Junction. This is a little Dutch town where they had a, a junction where there was lots of traffic accidents. All right, okay. A square of Yeah, lots of near misses. Um, and they, they commissioned a, an engineer to see what he could do to minimise and reduce the number of traffic accidents. Mm. And this is what he came up with. So if you look at the first picture where you have traffic lights, you have crossings, mm -hmm. you have warning signs. Um, so he redesigned the junction. Um, and I'll read this little bit of text now. So when people approach the junction of the roundabout now, mm -hmm. they're completely engaged, taking full account of everything the situation presents when mm -hmm. they run. They slow down, think of others, blend in, and go through. Mm. So the analogy here is if you think of all the zebra crossings, the traffic lights, they're mm. the chapters and verses that sometimes trip what? people up. That was a terrible design. My goodness. And, and put in slightly artificial things. So this mm. engineer took away the distractions. And now mm -hmm. when they approach the junction, they focus and they concentrate. So the analogy for immerse is it's about concentrating on the text mm -hmm. and letting the text speak for itself, really. Mm. The other thing that's different, uh, this photograph, by the way, we I host a group in our church. Uh, this is a group taken in the room where we have our immerse meeting. Okay. So if you think of a book club mm -hmm. rather than a Bible study, for most Bible studies, You'll probably read a passage, you'll read some verses. Mm -hmm. Invariably, there's a series of questions that, in theory, guide the discussion. Uh, if you've ever been in a book group, uh, mm -hmm. you'll know that typically when you meet, you read a chapter, and then people just talk about what they've read. Mm -hmm. There are no prescribed questions, and that's the model that Immerse uses. Okay. So whether you're reading Genesis whether you're reading one of the prophets or whether you're reading the book of Revelation, mm -hmm. you only have four questions that are there really to facilitate discussion, no right and wrong answers. Mm -hmm. So the first question is, what stood out for you this week? So if you're reading Paul's letter to the Romans mm. and you're reading the first half, of it, what stood out for you? What are the key themes? Um, mm. Did anything confuse or trouble you when you were reading it? Mm. Um, example here the, the chaps in the states tell the story of a young college student who joined an immersed group not from a christian background mm. but thought this would be interesting um and they were reading romans really struggled uh this girl really didn't like the apostle paul thought he was a bit of a bully mm. that was from her initial just cold reading of the text yeah but because of the nature of the way the book was set out, she carried on. She stayed to the end of the group. And by the end of the group, she says, I quite like this guy, Paul. <laughs> because she was able to see his transition. She was able mm -hmm. to see his arguments being developed. Mm -hmm. She was able to see how he was blessing the church. Uh, mm -hmm. What he saw initially as bullying, mm -hmm. he was sound spiritual advice. Um, mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, so the third question is, is anything we've read this week going to make us think differently about God and God's mm -hmm. character? Mm -hmm. And lastly, 
is anything going to make us think differently about how we live our lives? Okay. Wow. So you can see how, you know, the, the example I often quote in, you know, a typical Bible study, how many times does John, does, or does Jesus refer to himself as the son of God in this passage? And some people might get five, some people might get four, some people might get six. You, you're mm -hmm. in the almost right and wrong answers. Mm-hmm. So the idea here is that this facilitates discussion and draws mm. people in. Um, you don't have to be a, an expert. You don't have to be a scholar. Mm. If something strikes mm -hmm. you that's quite, you know, controversial, that's what struck you in the text. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, that gets the discussion going. Um, so in that context, it's a Bible and a concept that works for everyone. So whether mm -hmm. you're someone who's familiar with Scripture you could be someone who has never read the Bible in their life before, mm -hmm. but can come to it uh, quite easily. So for the mature Christian, the young Christian, the non-Christian, mm -hmm. uh, we've had churches have done it with the young adult groups. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's not set in any one age uh, category as well. Mm -hmm. Ideal for outreach and evangelism. So if you want to give someone the Bible that they're likely to read and not be put off with, mm -hmm. And wow. that is a good uh, tool for that. And I, I know we're meeting virtually. So uh, during lockdown, we had groups set up and did immerse online. Oh, wow. We have groups still doing it online. Mm -hmm. So they might be okay. meeting in person. But for whatever reason, uh, if people are living maybe too far away from the local fellowship to join. So uh, it has worked well online. So given... The, the nature of, of your organization um, mm. certainly ideal for that um, yes amazing so you've guides uh, you can work through an eight-week reading plan um so you can see oh. here so you do week one you're starting off with luke so rather than chapters to read you just have mm -hmm. pages. so in day two of week one you're reading page 13 mm -hmm. page 27 uh there's also a 16 week reading plan mm -hmm. and the idea being <clears throat> you give out if you're in a group everybody's reading we come together after the end of week one and we share uh, our, our thoughts mm. uh, you know some tools to help uh, each week has a little introductory video mm -hmm. just last about two minutes and it sets the scene tells you what was going on in the world at that time it's a little bit of historical context. Oh, this is nice. Yeah, you understand exactly what you're going to be reading that week. Mm -hmm. You've got full audio editions of everything, which are mm -hmm. free online. Mm -hmm. So if someone's not a reader, but happy mm -hmm. to listen. Mm -hmm. Some people do both. You know, they have the book in front of them, but listen. Mm -hmm. um, there's a pastor's guide. There's also a group post yeah. guide and a text wow. today. So... Um, if you're leading the group or if you're leading a church, the pastor's mm -hmm. guide is a good guide. If you've been asked to host a group, then mm -hmm. the guide is a good tool for you to use there. Mm -hmm. um, so it's also as well about creating a wee bit of rhythm. Uh, if you take the six volumes and mm -hmm. set the church, you did two volumes a year. Mm -hmm. You're into a three year cycle. Mm. it's about trying to get this rhythm of bible reading going uh, and doing it together mm -hmm. not in isolation so it's about experiencing life together 
but centered around uh, God's word. That's that's the vision. Somebody spoke to me a few weeks ago and they said this is profoundly simple. <laughs> so it sounds it, doesn't it? And it is, it's a very simple concept. Mm. It's just about reading the Bible, but through fresh eyes in a different way. Mm. But the impact, mm. the impact can be quite profound on some. Mm. And that's my contact details. So I'll on share my screen uh, and I can take any questions if you want to chip in with anything, um, if you're happy with that. Yes, thank you very much. That was very informative, Richard. Right, um, good. Well, let me see if I can on share here. Certainly very, very, very helpful. Um, and just sort of, yeah, just gives us so much information and we've got lots to think about that. Giselle, do you have any questions? Because I know you... Um, often run the Tuesday evening groups. This is something like Richard said we could perhaps look at implementing. Yeah, um, on the on the three week three year cycle, even that would mean we've worked through. Yeah, the whole Bible in, in, in yeah. three years. Yeah, I think, yeah. A, I think it's a brilliant idea, and especially like pastors' notes as well and things like that too. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I emailed all those through to Sidoni later on. Uh, there's yeah. a couple of little training videos as well, which are useful. Yeah. I'll send you the links to those. Um, That's very, yeah, because we have got quite a few women as well who are autistic. Um, a couple spring to mind already. But I also think that audio would be great for them because even if yeah. they might not be able to engage with the printed text per se, um, but just to be able to have it there to listen to and get what they want in that sitting, but then come back again and listen to it. Mm. It's a it, different it way of engaging. Yeah, one of, well, I don't like to raise the word problem, but one of the issues that some people raise is that it's a lot of reading mm. if you're not used to it. And that's true. Mm -hmm. But therein lies the issue. <laughs> Exactly people are just not reading full stop regardless of yeah, um, so people are happy with you know a verse of a day or a chapter a day mm. uh, so this could be reading maybe 10 15 20 pages at a time mm. um, and for some that's a lot of reading for some people it's just not an issue yeah but if that crops up there are the audio editions but mm. it's also worth engaging with folks to say well exactly this is the this is the this, is, this is the reason why we're doing this. <laughs> you know, um, so uh, it is an issue that some folks raise, but one that's worth addressing, I think. Yeah, so. but it's. I think it's also good that you have the audio version because you know a lot of people are. I mean, I probably say maybe our generation is probably the the last of the print print white paper yeah. that would read the book generation yeah. um i mean sometimes my kids think i'm i buy them books and they think i'm a bit you know why are you buying us a book mommy we can just listen to it so it's not the same thing <laughs> here here's some interesting facts for you uh, for the last three four years mm. sales of printed books have mm -hmm. been increased oh wow okay uh sales of ebooks have flatlined Oh wow! There I'm were happy more, to hear that. more bricks and mortar bookshops opened last year. Wow! To say for the last, so in the UK, about 40, 40 to forty-five. Yeah. And I'm pleased States, to hear that. In the states, Barnes and Noble, mm -hmm. one of the big players, are seeing a resurgence. Mm. Their sales are up 
through bricks and mortar. Mm-hmm. That's uh, good. And he, so <laughs> the book is still very much alive, and we took the decision to go down the printed book route, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and as did Tyndale in the state. So, um, yeah, you I mean it is a it's a wee bit like. ELP market for some people there's not mm. nostalgia for a book yes people want to get back to the touch yes. and feeling um yeah the good thing is I mean this is my my copy of Messiah here um mm-hmm. and for most people certainly in our group um yeah. I'm just trying, you probably won't see it here but you know I will sit with my dry highlighter and as mm-hmm. you read you're highlighting you're highlighting mm-hmm now you can do that in ebooks, maybe not as easily, but to me, mm-hmm. it's a much yeah. convenient. And invariably, when you facilitate discussion, what stood out for you this week? Mm-hmm. Most people will have their highlighted bits, and those are the key things mm-hmm. that get yeah. the discussion going. Mm-hmm. So um, the other if, if people ask why book can I not just get an ebook? Uh, mm-hmm. There are practical reasons why we've gone down the the printed book route. Mm-hmm. And buy ebook editions, mm-hmm. but they're, they're, we have subsidized the price quite a bit on this. Mm-hmm. The ebooks are substantially more expensive than the. the mm-hmm. And like you say, there's this, mm-hmm. well, personally, anyway, I think there's no sort of substitute for highlighting a book and making your notes and then filing it away on the bookshelf and then picking it mm-hmm. up two years later. And revisiting um, those notes and yep. going, oh, okay, this is what I thought the first mm-hmm. time I read it two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, there's no substitute for that, but that's that's just brilliant. I mean, Giselle, did you have any questions? Um, yeah, I, I, I think maybe, and I, and I love the idea about books. I really do. I remember my late husband and I uh, we bought a a, a a faith building book, and even in the days before we were born again, uh, we're mm. buying novels. We would buy two. And he mm. would read his and make footnotes, and I would read mine and make footnotes. <laughs> then then we'd swap them and read our footnotes and things like that, just to see who got what from what. And I wow. think that's fantastic. You know, about mm. uh, about the Bible. Uh, mm. You know, in my bookcase, I've got duplicates of different Bibles, mm-hmm. and there's one is mine and one was his. And mm-hmm. you know, again, mm-hmm. got all these wee notes in different Bibles, but the book form is absolutely fantastic. So well done. It's making a a big comeback. Now. Um, I know we can buy the books um, individually or yeah. get get the whole volumes in, in one book form. And obviously then the, the way they're laid out, the Messiah, the beginning, kingdoms, prophets, poets and chronicles would yeah. be in order best to buy them for a beginner. Yeah, yeah. They, although um, when most people see beginnings, they think that's where I'm going to start. Yeah, um, no. I think we start yeah. there. We've had churches have just taken, I had one church last year wanted to do poets. And they just mm-hmm. got poets and did it. Okay. Uh, we always recommend for most people. It's part of it. That if you don't know what the group mix is going to be, mm-hmm. New Testament is a better place to start. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so if you somebody comes or joins a group who's maybe not familiar with reading scripture, maybe has some hang-ups about some of the Old Testament issues. Now mm-hmm. you you will eventually get to that and deal with it. It's an entry point. Mm. New Testament, they recommend, is the place to start. And mm. you're starting with a very contemporary narrative of the life of Christ, mm-hmm. the exciting story of the birth of the early church, mm-hmm. 
and then the wisdom of Paul's letters to that church so mm. it engages folk. Mm. Maybe in a way that the Old Testament they would struggle with initially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. they're probably more likely well the new testament was fine i got that okay mm-hmm. i'm happy to keep going uh with, with beginnings so that that's start with new testament mm-hmm. and go to beginnings and work your way through in, through it in, okay interesting i like that because you when you when you uh, uh help guide somebody through the lord and you give them the bible we always tell them you read the book of john first john, yes. yeah. John yeah. And yeah read read john read the acts then, mm. then read Romans, and then maybe go to Matthew, Luke, and John all over again. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Well, here they yeah. just start. They just start reading. It's mm. as simple as that. Yeah. Another little tip I'll also give in the front and end of each book, uh, mm-hmm. you get some really good background. So it starts off here by uh, a sacred drama, and it goes mm-hmm. on to explain what the Bible is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they describe it here it's the bible is a drama mm-hmm. it's different acts right so people tend to read oh this is just crazy myths and fairy tales yes but this mm-hmm. sets a historical context it sets mm-hmm. a a realistic context this was mm-hmm. real people uh, real happenings set mm-hmm. in time and in a time frame and um, so it gives it that historic authenticity. So mm-hmm. there's a really short section before you get into the main body of the text, but they're mm-hmm. well worth reading. And if you get to the point where you have groups going, mm-hmm. I always encourage folks to read those front and end pieces before right. getting into the text. Okay. Richard, excuse me, Richard, you've got a fan already on the live stream. Oh dear. Our beautiful, our beautiful Esther. Mm. She wants to know, Richard, can you share your favorite Bible story, your particular favorite book, maybe? Now, Esther is a beautiful young lady, a new Christian of about, oh, about five months. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and she and her fiance are devouring the Bible. Good. They, 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 <laughs> wow. really, they really are. The, the, come, the come to the Tuesday night Bible study that I host for Christian women in the UK, and they're leaving me standing at times. But they, <laughs> they really are absolutely brilliant. So they're, they're well, just, I'm, and it's lovely to say they're just so hungry for it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm far from being a Bible scholar, but my favorite story is the one where Jesus is walking on the shoreline at the Sea of Galilee mm. after he has risen. Oh, right, and, okay. Uh, uh, he lights the fire and his disciples see this figure in the shore and he's telling yes. them to cast the net again because it reflects back to the so when he called when he was them. telling them to cast their mm-hmm. nets. And also mm-hmm. the time when, when Peter uh, rejected Jesus three times yes. and he tells them. Wow. So okay. we can things like this humanity of Jesus on mm. the sense of humour Mm. <laughs> you know, calling to them from the distance and that they're not quite recognizing who he is mm. so um and then as part of that story is that peter i think he just flings off his cloak he does and i have this picture <laughs> of you know peter just throwing caution to the wind and he just leaps over the and side goes for it yeah into the shoreline um so that's one of my, in terms of just what it conjures up in my imagination, mm. these were real tough fishermen mm. 
uh, and you have Jesus, the truly human, truly divine, and the high he just drew those guys to. Mm. And then obviously, in the best possible sense, the rest, they say, is history. <laughs> is history. <laughs> look, look, yeah. look what happened as a result of that relationship. Yeah. Yes. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, Gum, did you have any questions? Um, I think the only thing I really wanted to ask is, I like quite the way it's narrated. I wonder if you have anything for young children because I quite like the storytelling style and I can see how a children's version would really captivate children. Well, there isn't a children's version per se. What they yes. have created is a series of family guides. Okay. And the so family guides like are not... Family. Yeah, so they're... So where the adult might be reading, you know, a substantial chunk, the family guides take slightly mm. lesser parts of the text. Okay. And I can email on a PDF of that and let you see. Yes. So yes. Yeah. We've got a lot of, well, I think most of the women in the group are mothers. Yeah. yeah well, I, the idea is because the, the, the text itself in the States, that they class it as grade, I'm not sure whether it's grade four. So the reading level of the NLT Mm. It's quite accessible for mm -hmm. the children. I'm not so sure. Even, yeah. I the text, and this case, in the text will speak for itself. Okay. To the children, and then the family yeah. guides. Just it's a guide where you sit down as a family around the table mm. and follow the reading in the guide rather than mm. a separate piece. Right. Okay. Um, for that would be helpful, actually, because I know. Um, we've got quite a lot of mothers with young. Well, I can, um, I'll certainly email the PDF of the family. So they do yeah. a family guide for each of the books. Okay. And the, the other quick aside I would say is that in the States, they have now, because of the network of Christian schools there, mm -hmm. they have now developed a curriculum. Oh, uh, wow. oh excellent. And so oh, it's, wow. it's now they're using, um, so their textbook for their RE class is the Bible. Oh, oh wow! That's right. And they, oh wow! That now, well, it's it's at the trial phase, but they developed the whole series of curriculum based around. Mm. So you could see if you had a a local school where maybe they had a scripture union or an RE teacher who wanted to mm -hmm. possibly oh, engage the Bible. I'd be interested in that actually for really young children, yeah. maybe like I don't know, three to sixteen or whatever. Well, because, it's, I, yeah, I think this is probably geared probably whatever the college is in, in, in the states is so it would be more i would have thought young teens upwards okay that's, that's good so but all i'm saying is that the, the, there's in terms of the potential use there's another opportunity it's there. As well for it. yeah that that's good yeah, but this yeah. is so good i mean it, you can do so many things with it i'm just looking at it from the point of how the storytelling is kind of carved out yeah. Mm. I can mm. really see this even you know like when we were kids we had children's bibles right mm. yeah. and I can see some kind of children's version of this eventually developing because you have I'm thinking of how children respond to things you have mm. like fairy tales that kids yeah. like when I was a yeah. kid I devoured those books myself mm. I yeah. can really see this going down Lady Bird style you yeah. know well, there are you mean yeah. uh, Tyndale as the publishing house have quite a number yeah. of children's Bible stories, they yeah. do. Bible yes. stories using they do. the NLT text. So in many ways they already exist. Um, That's yeah. great. And I suppose from the immersed point of view, 
it's a concept you're trying to get children into this habit as well of, of mm, getting, mm. starting to read the Bible, mm. letting yeah, rather than just looking at pictures for itself. Um, mm. So yeah, so the there's a resource the practicalities of a resourcing issue as well as well just mm. in terms of uh, for the initial part the focus and the emphasis was on getting all six volumes out. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure mm -hmm. as time goes on. That really it will evolve as the different branches. But the, the danger is, and I've seen this happen with other in my professional career. Publishing there, is, there is a risk that you then start to dilute in some respects yes. what you're trying to achieve. Yes, that's true. So it's probably careful. walking a, a fairly fine line in that regard. Yeah, but I mean, I, I quite like the fact that there's a family guide based yeah. on yeah books because it's a really that, good thing that yeah. does you know I you know I think there's a there's a place for parents to have these discussions with the children and I it's think excellent. you know using the adult versions of the books but yeah. with a, a family guide to yeah. spear on those conversations is a wonderful wonderful because essentially you're yes. still reading scripture but you're opening up those discussions with the, with the children to say what what spoke to you and yeah. and I'm already thinking of my my three at home and I can already imagine the sort of conversations we we'll, we'd have on this so it's it's terribly exciting yeah. um but yes I mean Giselle did you have any more questions or no no I have no more questions thank you oh brilliant can um, I just ask how much are, are they all the same price the books. Yeah, they, well, again, I'll email on this is only a little uh, order form that we've created. So mm -hmm. they're they're nine pounds ninety nine. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Now that's based on we have a little sliding scale. So if you were buying, say, a single copy, uh, mm -hmm. like thirteen pounds fifty. Um, mm -hmm. So we did a we did a bit of a print run in the UK. So we worked very hard at getting the unit price down on the basis that. We knew that groups and churches would be buying it. Mm -hmm. um, so if folks within your network want the source copies, do direct them to the premier site. Because that's okay. where, if you go on to Amazon, some of the other places, you'll be paying the full price for it. $99. So, mm -hmm. um, so if folks are listening and they want to source a single copy, mm -hmm. best, um, to go on the premier or, website. Or, or if you're part of a little network, locally mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so whilst you can do it via zoom if you if you can gather three four five folks within your own geographic area and want mm -hmm. uh then just buy buy them together um most of the orders come via me anyway so i can use okay. advice folks as well as somebody goes on uh, it usually ends up with me um, okay happy to advise there Oh, brilliant. Okay. Brilliant. But all the other things like the audio editions are all free of charge and they're all via the, the website. You can access all of those. Mm -hmm. website. Okay. That's, oh, yeah, no, that's been very, very informative. Thank you, Richard. Thank you for your time for coming my, to speak. My pleasure. And uh, happy to take any questions via email. So, um, oh, I'm sure we'll probably have a few once this goes uh, back on the on the playback. Yes. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. Um, <laughs> shall we just pray for sure. you as we say, say goodnight? Um, 
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for um, your words. Thank you for the many wonderful um, versions and translations that there are. Um, we just thank you that you um, just found it just in your sovereignty to reveal something of yourself to us through scripture. Heavenly Father, we thank you um, for the opportunity to gather again um, this Thursday just as a group and to have this wonderful conversation and learn about this immersed bible um, it just seems like another wonderfully rich resource that has been put our way um, another way for us to connect to get to know you and to build a relationship with you um, and not just on that really small tiny verse and um, chapter reverse level but just to absorb you um, on a grander scale and just understand the bigger picture of your plan and your scripture and and indeed your plan for humanity lord um thank you so much that we have this immersed bible that has come to us we ask lord that you would guide us um for those that perhaps want to join in um give them the resource to be able to purchase a copy um and for those lord that perhaps can't afford one right now lord um help them and guide them to the audiobook versions online just so that they may be able to connect with you um and at such time as um their finances allow that they'll be able to purchase a copy for themselves heavenly father we just want to say thank you for our brother richard thank you for the work that he does um for the kingdom for advancing the kingdom's work here on earth lord um we know lord that you need um feet on the ground as it were Thank you, Lord, that Richard um, answers or answered your call um, for him to literally take the gospel to all the corners of the earth and that he works with these publishing companies that spread the gospel all around the earth. Thank you for his life. Thank you for his work. Thank you for his ministry. Thank you for the skill set that you've given him. Thank you for um, the clarity that he was able to um, relay the message um, of the Immersed Bible to us, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you would keep him, Lord. You would bless him immensely, Lord, and that you will um, prosper the work of his hands, Lord, that he would have great success with this project that he's working on, Lord, in taking this um, version of the Bible to all the corners of the earth so that those who have perhaps grown tired of reading what was um, the old Star Bible will be reinvigorated and there will be a revival through this project and people will come not just to read your word, but Lord, to read it together as a community um, and have these discussions that we very much need in our world today. Thank you for Ngum, thank you for Giselle, thank you for all the ladies that have joined in live and have listened um, and for all those that will listen on playback. Bless each and every single one of us, Lord, um, and keep us safe this week until we come again and meet together next week. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Everybody in Facebook, good, good night. night. Good, good night. night. Thank Go you. It was really lovely. Okay. Singing. And, Thank you and very every, much. And everybody in playback, goodbye too.